Good evening. Goodbye Forever, Volume 2. Chapter 2, Part 2. Yeah, I drawled. I always found myself adopting something of Frank's southern drawl when I was talking with him. I didn't do it on purpose, it just snuck up on me. It sure as hell bit my ass, Frank. The teeth marks are pretty much tattooed there. And them hellhounds show got Steve and Ron. Yeah, man, son of a bitch. They show did. They show did. That's about the worst bad luck I ever heard. Yeah, Frank. Then I sang. Born under a bad sign. I've been down since I began to crawl. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Man, you's a bad-ass singer, but the voice ain't black as your harp, yet. Frank looked a little embarrassed after making his comment on my voice and continued, Didn't quite mean that, man. Well, not the way it came out. Well, you know. Yeah, Frank, I know. I know it's true. You're only saying what I know already. If there was some goddamn operation, I'd have it. I think my voice works well enough over here, but I'm still a limey. As you said, I sound like Prince Charles. No man, no way, no how, not like that. I was just joking on you. Frank, you know, you can be honest with me. It's really all right, I laughed. I have to know how it is and you might be the one person who can really tell me how it is. Well, man, you could use some work on the vowels, but man, use in the groove, you know, the stone groove. Wouldn't take much to get it down because you're ready most ways there. You got the black soul, man, and you got the voice rhythm. Tell you, man, you come on down, see me in Louisiana, just as soon as you get the bread together. And we'll do some things there, man, we'll do some things. I'll take you round some places, you know, where you won't see no white face nowheres. And you'll be talking like the mojo man by the time you get through. Y'all will be the pink nigger. Yep, that's how we'll bill you, man. Vic Simerson, the one and only pink nigger. That made me splutter. The pink nigger, I like that. That's me, or that's what I used to hope I'd be. I thanked Frank for the offer. I had the sense that he really meant it. I could see myself down there in Louisiana with Frank, the solitary honky and a limey to boot, 
in the midst of a sea of black folks I could hardly understand. Then I'd learn that language and that sound. And then I'd be like Joanne Kelly, except she'd somehow learnt it without ever having set foot in the USA, let alone the Delta. Exactly how had she done that? Anyhow, I had Frank's address and it was a done deal. I'd be heading south one day from whichever airport was closest. I'd find the crossroads on Highway 61 and absorb everything like a vacuum cleaner. I'd get a head full of sounds and imagery. I'd come back and paint it all, as well as singing it all. Maybe I'd make that six-album set of Robert Johnson songs. Maybe. If I could find another Ron and another Steve. But there the dream came to an end. How likely was that? That was the unlikeliest possibility in the world, either this century or the next. Where would I find another child prodigy comparable to Bach and Mozart rolled into one, who was also hooked on Chicago blues? Where would I find another world-class bass player who played eerie slide riffs on his bass? I knew where. Exactly nowhere. I always felt a little guilty when such ideas crossed my mind, because Jack was never in the picture. Where would I find another Jack? Simple. I'd put an ad in the Melody Maker and I'd have a list of applicants willing to sell their whole family downriver for the chance to play with Ron and Steve. But there was no Ron or Steve now and I was nobody without them. Unless... Unless I had some major breakthrough. You's thinking too darn hard, Vic, Frank grinned. Sorry, Frank. Got a little carried away there with dreams, you know. It's a dream that keeps coming back to me. It's like you said, Frank. Blues bit my ass and there's no turning back, is there? Of course, Vajrayana bit my ass first, and with far more of a vengeance. In spite of that, however, blues was still there, and still had its distinct allure. Dujan Rinpoche had told me I should always sing Hoochie Coochie Man. He said that I should always play blues. Back in November, Dujam Rinpoche said he wanted to talk about art. He knew I was interested in music and poetry as well as painting and asked, what music playing and singing? Blues, Rinpoche, it's from America, but it originally came from West Africa. He asked me if I'd sing something so that he could hear it. I launched into Hoochie Coochie Man. 
Gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born You got a boy child coming Gonna be a son of a gun Gonna make pretty women Jump and shout Then the world wanna know What's it all about? Cause you know I'm here Everybody knows I'm here I'm the hoochie coochie man Everybody knows I am He asked me what the words meant That's not easy Rinpoche because some words are untranslatable Dujan Rinpoche smiled. Oh, yeah, but many words in Tibetan you must be English translating. Then much more difficulty. You poetry writing, so for you it is not too difficult. So now you poetry system using and meaning telling. I said I'd have to work out a form of English that would translate into Tibetan. And after a minute of scribbling, I had something that could be translated into Tibetan. Nomad Kandro told my mother before I was born, you will have a boy child and he will be strong and charismatic. He's going to cause beautiful women joyful fascination and everybody is going to be extremely curious about him. Because I'm here. Everybody knows I'm here. I'm the man with cities. Everybody knows I am. Dujam Rimshe laughed appreciatively. Good song. This song very much liking. Very strong. Very powerful. Always you must be singing like this in your country. I explained that the words were sometimes a long way from the original, but Dujam Rimshe chuckled. Poetry writing since child, so natural coming, good translation making. He said this was an important part of the work that lay ahead of me, as I would have to translate the meaning of the most profound Vajrayana teachings I received. No purpose word-for-word word translation giving. This Sama style. You must Nyingma style teaching. Dujan Rinpoche explained that the arts were crucial to Vajrayana and not simply the Vajrayana arts but the secular arts, both Tibetan and Western, were also important. It was through the secular Western arts that I could reach out to people. Secular arts by Nakpa practicing, not secular coming. Secular arts by Nakpa practicing, Vajrayana coming. Nakpa everything into dimension of Vajrayana trans- transforming. You must always music playing. This I see. This important, very important. Always painting, always poetry writing, always arts in every part of life. In this way, 
Changchubsem always manifesting. This prediction I am making, always arts making, never difference in Vajrayana and art coming, always together manifesting. In this way, people nature of Vajrayana understanding. He said that it was crucial in terms of my potential for the benefit of others. Every human being had potential that must be realised. If I gave up playing blues, how could those who loved blues come to know about Vajrayana? I should never abandon blues or any of the arts with which I had been involved. I had to earn a living somehow, and being a bluesman was as good a way as being an art school lecturer. After all, George Harrison was a Krishna devotee and a rock musician. These possibilities were already out there in the world. No, man, not if you's bit, Frank responded, and I only just connected what he said with my previous statement. Blues bit my ass and there's no turning back. I'll be biting back tonight though, Frank, I laughed. Down the William Cobbett, the folk and poetry night. You coming along? You's bringing that devil of yours? As always, might be reading some poetry too. Oh man, that stuff of yours is a bit deep for me. Beats me how you can write that and sing blues like you do. It's like using two worlds, man. That's so different, it's wild. How the hell do you come up with that stuff? You eat dictionaries or what? I laughed with a shake of my head. No, Frank. Well, maybe, yes. I do browse the dictionary. I've got an etymological dictionary and that's a really interesting thing because you can find the roots of words. It's really good to know that legba comes from allegbara. Right, Frank mused. So, what's the history there? Well, Papa Legba's an intercessor between the Loire, the spirit world, and people. He stands at any intermediate juncture. Like the crossroads, you mean? Exactly, or the eaves of a wood, or like the shoreline, the margin that's neither land nor sea, because it keeps being either. So anyhow, Legba gives or denies permission to speak to the jinns, and they're the ones who can turn you into Robert Johnson. That's cool. Nice work if you can get it. Exactly. And the idea is that jinns speak all human languages. Alegbara is an elocutor who enables speech, communication, interpretation, elucidation and understanding. He's from the Yoruba culture and still held in esteem in Nigeria, Cuba and Brazil. He's also a trickster. He usually appears like an old man with a cane, 
wearing a broad-brimmed straw hat and smoking a pipe. Dogs are scared of him. So if your dog runs away, you know it's Legba. Hell, man! All that stuff's in the dictionary? No, I had to research to find that out. So how's it end up you have to sell your soul to this dude? I mean, would you sell your soul? Sure, Frank, no question. But then maybe I'm trickier than the trickster, you know. I'm a Buddhist, you see. Buddhist, eh? All right. But how does that save your goddamn ass? Buddhists don't have souls, I laughed. So I'd be selling the fella a big goddamn nothing. You know, I could sell you my fame if you wanted it. I'd say, here's my fame, Frank. 700 million and it's all yours. And then, what would you have? Nothing, because I have no fame. That's one fancy trick you got there, Frank laughed. Use one tricky motherfucker. But what's with this no soul? What does that mean? Well, Frank, I'm partially joking, but no soul, dagme is difficult to explain. Difficult to explain properly, I mean. It's not that there's nothing there, but there's no soul that's a fixed thing, like an object. There's energy, and it's in flux, but you can't ever say what it is. It can't be named or described outside the moment. We'd say it was empty. You see, it moves through time, but the it has no shape or colour or anything. If you think of a sand dune and the way it moves, you could track that dune and after some time, there'd not be a single grain of sand that remained in the shape of that dune after an hour. The shape would be there and it would look like the same dune, but that would be an illusion. Hot damn, Frank whooped. That's just too cool. And that's Buddhism? As, as I understand it, Frank, yes. Well, I hope you find old Legba then, Frank said, shaking with laughter. So as you can sell that son of a bitch what you ain't got. You know, I might have to look into this Buddhism. I like the thinking of it. Frank suddenly looked at me quizzically. So how did you get to be a Buddhist, being an English dude? After a brief moment of complete blankness, I replied, That's a long story, Frank. 
Are you up for hearing something the length of Tolstoy's War and Peace? Frank grinned. I got all the time in the world, bro. War and Peace was something of an overestimate and I managed it in a quarter of an hour or so, concluding with the time that I spent with Kyabje Dujam Rimshe Jigdro Yeshe Dorje. That's some mother of a story you got there, bro, some mother of a story. And looks as if I needs to come back to it sometime and ask you some questions about what you told me. Any time, Frank, just as long as I don't bore you. Frank smiled and shook his head to say that it was unlikely he'd be bored. The question right now is blues called the devil's music by Christians. So I'm wondering how that Tibetan Lama would look at it. Did you ever tell him you was a bluesman? That caused me to smile so broadly it hurt my ears. Sure did, Frank. Sang him Hoochie Coochie Man too. Frank chuckled. You's joshing me. No, Frank, Dudjum Rimshe asked me questions about my life and I told him I'd been a blues vocalist. And he asked, what does that sound like? Because he'd never heard it. So I just launched in. And what did he make of that? Must have thought it was crazy, right? Not all, Frank. He seemed to like it. In fact, he seemed to like it a great deal and said I should always sing that song. He said I should never stop being a bluesman. You really are one far-out motherfucker. Ain't never heard no story like that anywhere ever before. I bet you'd sing that to the Pope if he asked you. If he asked me, although the Pope might not be so keen on the hoodoo references. How was that llama with that? Wasn't that bad juju in his book too? Not at all. You see, Vajrayana Buddhism has a category of beings like Papa Legba. And so it was nothing outlandish to Dujam Rimshe. Frank adopted something of a contemplative look. This Buddhism's got me thinking. We really gotta talk more about this. I like what I's hearing. And so this was Nakpa Churgyam, being a Nakpa in the West. Nakpachurgyam in a Western cultural situation, talking about a Western art form, and Buddhism emerging from it in a way that wasn't forced or artificial. I hadn't planned to bring Buddhism into the conversation, it had simply happened. Maybe it would always be like this. Maybe I wasn't doomed to have a dual identity. Maybe I would discover the experiential sense in which I was the incarnation of Aroyeshe. Maybe it would just dawn on me as if I'd recovered from amnesia. Maybe somehow the visions of my childhood 
and the pastiche of my teenage dreams would become a unified thread. Maybe it didn't matter, because I had Kyabje Dujam Rinpoche's pronouncement, and that was all that was needed. Everything else would simply happen as it happened. <laughs>